February 3rd, 2020. Surprise, everybody. This is our first weekly edition of Hell in a Cell Phone. We did Woo! it. We made it, fam. New year, new us. Yes, we've been uh, getting a lot of requests for more content from us. And since we're in the middle of one of the best stretches of wrestling right now, we're going to take the opportunity to go and do some deep dives into some of the things that aren't pay-per-view adjacent, but still need to be discussed. And we had literally a lot of options. An for embarrassment this. of riches. So many options. Um, Sunday night heat debuted, which means that I could actually add another two and a half hours monthly of homework. Um, Sunday night, I'm not going to. Yeah, I was a little, okay. <laughs> no, but you'll miss nothing on Sunday night. No, heat, and, and the thing about Sunday night heat is that if anything of consequence ever happened, they would always make sure and recap it on raw. So, okay, perfect. Uh, brawl for all has ended and look for a future deep dive episode on that. Al snow is back. Love Al snow. Yes. Gangrel has made his debut. Yeah, we're going to have to dive into that. Well, he's going to be in the next pay-per-view um, after our next episode. So that would be uh, Breakdown. So we'll Great. be able to talk about him then. Uh, Dustin Runnels is begging viewers to change the channel at the behest of evangelists against television, movies, and entertainment. President Clinton called into Raw. Tiger Ali Singh is back, and he's paying uh, fans hundreds of dollars to degrade themselves live on Raw. The Godfather has his hose. Hawk is showing up to work drunk. Val Venus is feuding with a lot of people, including Pacific Blue Star Mario Lopez. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, there's so yeah, much to talk about. Uh, but we're going to go deep into another Val Venus feud one of the most infamous moments from the entire Attitude Era, and that is Val Venus's feud with Kai and Tai. Okay. So we all know Val Venus. He is the porn star wrestler. Uh, we haven't seen much of him on the pay-per-views yet, but he's been running a pretty undefeated streak on TV matches. He's coming all these vignettes. Eric, what have, what, do you, what have you gathered from Val from what you've seen? I think I only saw him like in one pay-per-view where he was doing the whole towel dance um, and I think maybe he had like he had that match against uh, Jeff Jarrett. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean like not a lot. Uh, he seems to be really over with the crowd, like immediately, which is which was kind of surprising to me, like that the women were like all into it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's really the, the the amount that I know about him right now. Like I'm still trying to get it. And Bobby, you want to remind us a little bit about Kai and Tai? Yeah, Kai and Tai, we've been loving, loving. as this. Uh, they were a pre-existing faction. They get the name from like a Japanese corporation. I think like, yeah. sort of like the first mega corporation kind of thing. It, they, they own the building that uh, Bruce Willis has to go through <laughs> to attack <laughs> the terrorists. Uh, they're great. They were been feuding with Taka as sort of like. For weeks previously, they've sort of had, like, uh, working out their history. Yeah, an ongoing kind of feud thing that never really had any kind of real direction as far or reasoning behind it, but... And they just sort of dress like a bunch of, like, uh, Japanese cross punks, basically, right? Yeah. They're just, like, like, baggy grunge clothes. Iron Maiden t-shirt. But they've done some of my favorite some of my favorite uh, undercard matches, I think, we've seen in these pay-per-views, where they're very, like, entertaining, and it's like they do a lot of, like, big man, little man matches. Yeah, their tandem offense against Bradshaw and Taka in the previous pay-per-view was one of the, or, no, sorry, that was a few pay-per-views ago, but it was one of my favorite moments of yeah, that whole night. Yeah, really cool, really cool movesets, like, yeah, fun stuff to watch. And I think that uh, this is, Val Venus is just itching for, like, a, 
a big moment. Like, he's super over. Like, this is one of, like, the most, like, risque things they've been doing, and it is working, like, gangbusters. Yeah. Um, it's basically, like, everything DX was doing without any of, like, the veil of, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's, like, everything that was implicit is explicit. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Are you telling me the the big Valboski is his penis? <laughs> <laughs> well, he came. He saw. He came again. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, there's something about Val Venus too. I think is the actor that, that the actor, the athlete, uh, the sports entertainer, Sean Morley, uh, the, the multi-threat. The multi-threat. He does have like there's something about him that he just like fits this character so perfectly. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He's he seems so sleazy, but, but it's also likeable. kind of likable at yeah. the same time. Doesn't yeah. he look like they got Psycho Sid right? <laughs> <laughs> Like God, like Psycho Sid was the prototype, and yeah, then God just yeah, kind of like, yeah. okay, we're just gonna scale him down. Yeah. He was Weapon Nine, <laughs> right? Make him, yeah, make him, make him a little bit smaller. Get the get the hair a little bit longer. Face we can basically keep the same. I mean, this guy, he's got a real Canadian face. No offense, Canadian listeners. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is a real Canadian face. But the voice, the man, like everything about it, just like works just perfect. The way that he yeah. knows, just went to breathe. And- he- Honestly, it's a really it's a really great fully realized character and he's part of this boom I think of like undercard talent coming in that there's such an embarrassment of riches and an embarrassment of talent that like long gone are the days we were watching the fucking uh, Godwin's fight the body Donnas or whatever until their eyeballs bleed. It's like they're yeah. actually having so many guys they all can't be over at once. And it's funny too because uh he's almost like uh he, it's almost like he's hearkening back to the right when we picked up where it was like guy with the profession. The occupation days. Occupation wrestler. Yeah. But like Make, he makes it work, I think, and probably just because the the occupation is part of the fun. It's a it's lot a easier fun. to to picture a a porn star who decides to become a wrestler than it is to picture a plumber that decides to become a wrestler. Correct, correct, right? Because like a plumber, a you've got a union card, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like See, you're I, getting paid very well. Yeah. See, I was thinking it's almost like firemen; they have to be a certain level of physical fitness to do the job. <laughs> Therefore, they're probably better at it. And honestly, the world of wrestling and porn, there is not zero overlap. Right. No, agreed, as we all know. And I think that leads really well into this story that they develop here. Um, so this all started with Val Venus arrives on Raw, makes a big splash right away, him again being the porn star wrestler. And pretty quickly after his debut, there's a vignette which shows him in bed with Mr. Yamaguchi-san's wife, Mrs. Yamaguchi-san. Kind of a um, kind of a Curly's wife situation. I always go back to With Mice and Men. I've read it a lot. <laughs> wow. but, but again, no no name other than that. Yeah, there. like they don't give her any first name. Uh, it's not, not a good look. She is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh my gosh, she's extremely attractive. Well, she is an aspiring model and actress in real life. Okay. She is not actually Mr. Yamaguchi's. What? <laughs> Sorry, it's still real to me, but uh, she's Xian Li Sang is her name, and I'm sorry if I am butchering the pronunciation of that. And seeing this obviously incensed Yamaguchi-san, which led to a Homer entering the Stonecutters-esque scene where she is to be paddled live. Val comes to her rescue. Next week, he's in the shower with her. Which leads to, again, one of the most infamous moments in wrestling. And Bobby, you want to tell us what happens there? Valvinus is scheduled to face Brian Christopher of Too Much. Yes. At this point. Uh, at this point. Uh, during the match, Kai and Tai, Mr. Yamaguchi, and Mrs. Yamaguchi come stand at the top of the ramp. Uh, Mr. Yamaguchi issues... Uh, 
a very thinly veiled threat, let's say, uh, that involves a butcher block, a giant hunk of salami, and a uh, katana. I would say and- that, that hunk of salami was actually pretty thickly veiled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also... I'm, I, don't, I have no confirmation of this. I'm pretty sure the katana is a replica of the sword from Highlander. Just just eyeballing it. I hate that I know that. I hate that about myself, but yes. I think I hate that you know it too. Yeah, I know. We all hate me. <laughs> That's the important thing. And then, uh, hate saying it, but the actual threat comes out as, I choppy choppy your pee pee. Terrible. And we're all cringing as we hear it, as we say it, and everything. After the threat, Too Much starts beating up Val Venus, at which point Takamishinoku arrives and fights them off. Well, and Val Venus, of course, who wouldn't be distracted by a salami being chopped in your general direction? Like, right. <laughs> So the Too Much gets the jump on him thanks to that well-timed play. So the following week, we've got Val and Taka versus Kayantai, uh, at which point we get... A- a heel turn, a famous heel turn. Taka turns against Val, kicked right to the face, and all of a sudden, all of, of Kayantai is on top of Val, and Taka reveals that Yamaguchi-san's wife is actually his sister. Again, she's not named. She's only uh, referred to in what her relationship yes. is to other men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, Mr. Yamaguchi's wife or Taka's, Taka's sister. sister. Mr. Uh, Vince McMahon's employee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A model for Japan. The mayor's constituent. (laughs) Citizen of Earth. Um, So then they drag Taka backstage, continue beating him throughout the rest of the episode. So he's got a good, like, 40 minutes beatdown backstage. And then the episode ends with him with his arms tied above his head, pants off, things blurred, we see Yamaguchi come down for the strike, the lights go off, and we hear the sword hit the butcher block. Cut to next week, where Val Venus, along with his friend, John Wayne Bobbitt, reveal that due to shrinkage and Bobbitt's intervention, he was able to get away before the penis was chopped. Um, he then decides he no longer has any interest in Yamaguchi-san's wife. Following week, there's a gauntlet match, but, I mean, we've got to, like, the crux of this story and the things that we really want to talk about so far. Where to start with this? Oh, boy. Okay, uh, man. Choppy, choppy your pee-pee. I mean, so there's a couple ways to examine this. There's, like, the like the, the, the risque element of it, there's the degrading women portion of it, or there's the racism part of it. Where should we begin? Well, here's here's what I want to say at the top. This had the potential to be a fantastic angle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the elements are all there for a really, really good, cool, interesting rivalry. It's the choices that they made along the way that made it what it is. So... What do you see as the good elements? I see the this this heel objectification who's, of a woman. Well, hold on. no, I, I see I see this heel who is who has been for weeks kind of exploiting this team that he has to kind of run roughshod around people, um, using the numbers game, get cucked by this really cool guy. Um, I can't imagine him being a good husband. And so from there, and then I see the guy who's so pissed off, like, I'm going to cut your fucking dick off, which I, <laughs> it's an insane thing, which I don't, I, it is, is, 
not that insane, though. I, I mean, it's not. I mean, no, we, yeah. they, like, they like, literally like, used John Bobbitt in the storyline. Yeah. Well, and, and, but... and, and, and in just like a guy being like, I can imagine a guy being yes. so pissed off that revenge. someone slept with his wife that he's like, I'm going to cut your fucking dick off. Yeah. Now, the choice of wording there is super fucked up. Yeah. You should have said, I'm going to choppy choppy your penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We use the, the medical terms yeah. here. I castrate castrate <laughs> you. I'm going to amputate your sex organ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then it would have been fine. Yes. <laughs> I, yes, I, I think I honestly, so. I honestly agree. If, he's like, if he literally said, I'm going to chop your fucking dick off, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I I agree, but also I think it's... I was having fun scrutinizing how this yes, played out. go. Scrutinize. Yes. Oh, Do it. I, this is the most perfect assignment for Eric Silver. <laughs> I think it's extremely funny that Yamaguchi-san is, is like gloating for being a cuck. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. It's like, dude, are you like? How he's do you just, feel about he's all this? He's just waiting for women to sleep with his wives so that. He... <laughs> oh, another <laughs> penis from my trophy room. <laughs> Actually, that's where he hangs his hats. He just has, oh, he has penises. He's got mounted. he's got the uh, the Tokyo Giants hat next to it, and then all the penises of all the men who have ever cucked him. A uh, hundred dollar bounty for every penis you bring me. Um, yeah, makes. Absolutely no sense. Um, I mean, can I talk about the about the heel turn? Because yes, okay. definitely. Uh, I thought it's it, it's extremely funny to me that Mrs. Yamaguchi was shocked at the heel turn, and I think also shocked that Taka was like, "She's my sister." I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree because I think she's like, "Oh shit, my brother and my lover are teaming up against the people who have wronged me," and so when her brother. Decides like I think this actually puts color on the entire Taka Kayantai feud. See, I think so, but I think it's the wrong color. It's like it's very weird all of a sudden to be like, wait, so he was your brother-in-law this whole time yeah, like, while how you were feuding, there was and it never came said. up. Yeah, <laughs> like I like I agree. Like I like that fold in the story. I just I didn't like the reveal as if it was a twist because it doesn't make sense that some people weren't in on the twist. Yes. yes. And it's like, for this to be true, like, it shouldn't surprise Mr. Yamaguchi that Taka's his brother-in-law. Well, and, and it and, felt and, like it did. And it yes, truly, because, because... It truly surprised everybody. Yeah. <laughs> because Vince Russo, like, four minutes before air, is like, okay, you're his sister. <laughs> He's got a cold. That's all we're saying. Um, summer cold. But uh, it's insane to me. And then the reveal is just Taka looking dead into camera going, she's my sister. <laughs> like, that's how they communicated to it. He looked dead into camera and went, she's my sister. Do you guys get she, this? her, she's the my sister. The woman that I am pointing to is relate. We, we have, have the same, same parents. <laughs> Ta- Wait, Taka has parents? I honestly... <laughs> Taka has parents. Man, I want this to be like the start of a Taka and Mrs. Yamaguchi parent trap when they run into each other at WWE. They're like, wait a minute. That guy in your mom's picture is my dad. (laughs) (sighs) Damn. Oh, they're also twins. Did we not not A great scene where Taka has a wig on and nobody can tell the difference. Here's a picture of me and my sister. I haven't seen her in years. This is canon now, guys. This is canon. Um, But yeah, okay. 
after the betrayal, I loved the Kayantai, like, mocking hip swivel and everything. Yeah. Like, I, there is stuff to love about this angle. Everyone is who is working on, like, perfor- all the performers in this are awesome. Like, Kai and Tai are fucking awesome. Yeah. They're so fun to watch. They they sell, like, their faces, even though you can tell they don't speak a lick of English, mm-hmm. they are fucking delivering and connecting with audiences the whole time. Velvenus over as hell. Like, everyone is, like, doing their best. It, it's, it, it's definitely, like, a Vince Russo, whoever in the back, like, wild creative nonsense that adds all the bullshit. Um, and then I think the most bullshit is the following week. Oh, my God. Uh, is that the one where he's got the breakaway pants that don't break oh my away? God, which honestly... First off, first off, yeah. <laughs> Velvetus takes a good, and two minutes doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it must have been like two straight Yo. minutes trying to, to rip his pants off to the point where they cut away. Wait, let's let's uh, we don't we didn't talk about this in the in the um in the the, the rundown. So it's a uh, we'll briefly just paint a picture for you. He he comes out with John Wayne Bobbitt. Sure, of course. And, uh, As and one does. And spends like a, a lot of the promo. They they do a lot of, uh, like he's like, I'm very humbled. And they do a, a lot of uh, dick getting cut off puns. Yeah. As Super if his, punny. Because basically he had, you know, held up. We see it from the back. The sword hits the butcher block, cut to black. That's the end of Raw that week. So we're picking up this week assuming that, that a man is, is a eunuch. Is now a eunuch. And he's has just no Val penis. now. Yeah, he's, just... he's Val V. No, he goes back to the original spelling, V-N-U-S. <laughs> or he just changes to Valvolva, and that's just it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so he comes out in like a wheelchair, and he's got ice on his crotch, and John Wayne Bobbitt is pushing him. <clears throat> and, you know, he's giving this, like, you know, he's talking, this, he's giving a speech about he's a humble, he's less of a man, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know, the big reveal is, but actually they missed. And he tries to pull away these breakaway pans, and they get stuck at the calf, and he's like the camera won't even look at him. The camera no, won't... the camera goes away because it's like stop, stop. He's already dead. I <laughs> truly have never seen breakaway pants resist, <laughs> like stand up to the man and say, "Not today, sir." They held hands tightly right. across America, being his calf, and then they just refused to let go. It was the first strike that uh, ever worked at WWF. <laughs> That's as close as they get to unions. That's as close as they get to unions. <laughs> Terrible. Uh. Terrible. The whole thing is bad. Well, and, and because, again, John Wayne Bobbitt, uh. who is like a haha joke, but when you think back to his story, this he is... He was a, a domestic rapist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember how, you know how we all look back now and there's like a thousand books and podcasts and think pieces about like how the world did terrible by Monica Lewinsky and yeah. how she yeah. was a rape victim that we all turned into a joke. Um, Lorena Bobbitt is similar and we're watching this at the exact same time that these are the peak things that are happening in culture. Like we're at yeah. our absolute it's all worst the, to these it's women. It's all of the things at the same time. It's, it's the absolute height of the worst stuff in culture in terms of like that toxicity. Yeah. Um, and boy, the, and this whole storyline yeah, is like King, took it. King comes out and says, uh, man who with the the most dastardly deeds done to him in history is like no the dastardly deeds were done t- to her yeah he was a victim yeah. of this is like the hashtag you too movement yes this like doesn't that this doesn't age well but it didn't like play well while it's happening no oh, it didn't no well because people? first he's got zero charisma oh my all. god job like also like 
Talk about the fucking least cool person on earth. They're like, yo, Val Venus, like, if anything, he's getting the rub from Val Venus, not the other way around. By the way. John Wayne Bobbitt was like, yeah, we went to a bar last night. We had a couple beers, and then they tried to get a little slice of club soda, and they cut us off. Yeah, I was like, wow, good puns. I caught two of those, I think. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jerry Lawler must be in his, like, fucking dream that, oh, John Wayne Bobbitt is here, and I get to unleash all everything. We got him. We got him. He's, like, running up and down the hallways, high five. This is like the storyline he's been fucking waiting for his whole life. Um, by the way, I don't know about the timeline for this, but uh, I can I can pretty confidently say there's one guy in that ring who definitely is a porn star, and right? Because didn't John Wayne Bobbitt actually do porn? Yes, yes no. he did. Yeah. Did, was it before this or after this? It was. It had to be like right around because he was cashing in on his. If it follows my my theory, he did wrestling and then he turned to porn. I'm, he might be. I think he did porn like almost immediately after it healed. Because this this could be like my my Hackman. Uh, <laughs> your Hackman Kane theory. The Hackman Kane theory, where it's like a, a something like this year Bridge too far. <laughs> Bridge too far finally comes up because like wait a minute, he 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 like you know fell into disrepute, went to wrestling. Fell into disrepute, went to porn. He did the full. No, because I cycle. feel like he had to do porn like right away because there's such a like small window to be a. It turns out porn has your... a short attention span. Yeah. <laughs> to be a sleaze who had your penis cut off by your jilted lover is like, there's a, a a short window where you can cash in on that. It's long after he made um porn in '94. This is '98. Oh, okay. So he is so... the only established porn star there. That actually makes sense for the story that they would be friends. I guess so because oh, he, yeah. he had both some points. They met on second, yeah. But like um, Val Venus is like a like a like a real like a like his character is like a real porn star, and John Bobbitt's like um like, like a freak show, like the Fred Durst leaked sex yeah, tape. They, they, they probably met, <laughs> which Bobby which I've seen. Uh, <laughs> unlike the John Bobbitt sex tape, which I have not. But they probably they probably met at like you know industry parties. Yeah, the, they might know the same people. the AVN Awards. Yes. Oh, I'm sure they're on the same circuit. <laughs> But also the only cool, the only funny joke that was made by John Bobbitt on that stage was the belt he was wearing at the time, which was like, uh, he had like a button down shirt jammed into some fucking pleated khakis with like a bejeweled belt around his waist. Did you notice this, Eric? I I did not notice this at all. Nobody clocks the fashion in this the way Bobby does. Like, there is always time. Well, there's something you just cannot look away. Like, you just cannot. (laughs) It's, it's atrocious. Um, I thought, Holding your chest like David I, from Shit's Creek. I I thought the breakup was weird. It, like she, she may be a model, but she's no actress. If you know what I mean. Oh. Like she, <laughs> she was just like blink, uh, blink, blink, blink. Yeah, like, okay, I guess I am not here anymore. And that I think is the third misstep of this angle. Is she would have been a fantastic valet for him to have by his side for a little while there. Here's the thing. It's like Val Venus is the hero of the story. We're supposed to root for Val Venus, and then he's just horrible to this woman for no reason. Right. Like, you brought all this trouble. I don't know, man. Yeah. Did she bring the trouble? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it, it just was – it's like obviously like, we would call it to, like, victim blaming and whatever. But, like, it just, like – it just – even without that level of, of raised consciousness, just watch it. Like, how does this feel good to watch? Like, it's just – you're humiliating an innocent person on television. Why? Like, yeah. it just is not satisfying. But it feels very in line with Lorena Bobbitt and Lewinsky. And this is, like, peak Lewinsky, all this stuff. And so, like, I feel like that's part of the, the culture's presence. Right, which, by the way, that, that leads into the whole Super Soaker thing where they make a lot of 
jokes about oh, something um, on the dress. Are you talking about oh, che- are you talking about wait. Chekhov's cum gun? <laughs> the following week, Val uh, decides he's going to run the gauntlet, takes out three of Kai and Tai, which I have issues with in and of itself because they've established these guys as actual threats. Even though they don't have the tandem, they're you're usually in tandem. I feel like three should be able to. I can see the argument there. I kind of bought it. I feel like they're billing Val is pretty unstoppable at this point, and he's um like turning like he's uh, further enraged because okay. he just almost had his dick cut off. Okay, uh, but then he winds up losing to Takamishinoku. The rest of Kai and Tai go in for the beatdown, but he managed to get his flesh-colored super soaker filled with, I assume, milk, but. Maybe semen? I think also just water. I didn't seem particularly like white. Yeah, it looked seemed white. a little white. I thought it was just aerated. I, think, I thought it was just like a super soaker thing. No, the I'm, air I'm talking about when it was on. He sprays down yeah. Kai and Tai and Mrs. Yamaguchi. There was definitely a. Uh, there... Maybe like conditioner? Or like, uh, <laughs> let's hope. Uh, body lotion. Uh, slop bucket. What's in the slop bucket? Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. And they is... made a lot of those dress. They made like, oh, uh, she's. It's on her dress. It's on her dress. And this is right when they were going up against the star, the Ken Star report. Yes. Yeah, and they had the they had a, they had a comedian call in during this match as Bill during Clinton. the whole night. This is the um, the same guy who was doing it on the IMS show at the time. So he was like, he was a famous voice of impersonating Bill Clinton at the time. Cool. So Bobby, what do the uh, what do the experts say on this particular segment? I mean, it is the most memorable thing you could possibly, you know, like it's one of the most famous segments of all time. I think it is historically looked at as unapologetically, I mean, like absolutely no excuse bad. Like it does not age well. It's one of the examples of them going too far. It's on every listicle of like the worst part to the attitude error, the parts of the attitude error that missed the mark or went too far. Uh, it's always there. Yeah. Um, but we are still talking about it, which isn't like a so it is, I think, an important piece of history. Much like the DX, the DX Nation segment we talked about right. too, which is it's again, a document. Yeah, it's it's important uh, that we look at this and understand why it is so shameful. Uh, and I think to your point earlier, there are parts of this that are good, uh, and I think it did a lot for Val Venus's career from this. And so at the time, people were people like kind of in on it, into it, or like and fine with it, and it helped. Or I mean, there are so many signs in little... the later segments about choppy choppy and, and yeah, yeah. This angle got, is went over with the crowd yeah. for sure. Fucking these crowds, man. Well, I mean, that's also there was like one of them that I thought was so funny in the in the August seventeenth Raw. Uh, they like flash to like a horny mom in the audience for like a really long time, who's like lingering and like staring into middle distance while Val is like gyrating, like the like the, the being like, look how horny this woman is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just was insane because like while it's 1998 in the ring, like in the crowd, it's 1987. Like the woman <laughs> looked like she came from a time machine. It made no sense. I like go back and look. She's got like blue eyeshadow and these like insane like high school class rings on and like shell bangs, <laughs> and she's just like her like so wet for Val Venus. And I'm like, this is she goes home and puts on glory days. Yeah, they they honestly lingered on her face too long. Uh, it was troubling. Um, by the way, what did Valvinus throw her throw to um, Mrs. Yamaguchi when he dumped her? Was it a battery? Yeah, I guess was he, it for her vibrator. I think that was like the the joke, which is like you literally had a fucking um, cum gun a second ago. Like throw throw a fucking dildo. <laughs> like you know, can what somebody mean? throw a bitch a dildo? Yeah, that you literally had someone chopping off your penis. Can you throw a dildo? Yeah, just. Guys, just throw a dildo. Or even get one that's not even like a realistic looking one. Just get one that looks like a buzzsaw or whatever. Who cares? Throw her a cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. Has there ever been a dildo on WWE TV? 
Are we counting Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to answer that now, but no, I don't but know I will look into it. that there ever has been one. I'm not sure if if you if if um, Val Venus's butt was unblurred originally when it aired, because um, it may have been, and I definitely have seen pictures of it since. I mean, in my mind, it was as a child, but I also had a very good imagination. It was masturbating feverishly, <laughs> so in my mind, I also saw the front. So that's I'm not a good judge. <laughs> I saw the knife hitting it. And you saw the the penis in bullet time, like yeah. full, full backwards. Like I actually matrix. saw in my version the the sword bent over the rock hard penis. <laughs> Uh, and then they all ran away, leaving just me and Val there to celebrate. <laughs> then there's a lot of steam. The showers kick off. And the on. rock's there. <laughs> Suddenly Stone Cold walks in. I mean, all I'm saying is I'm available for hire WWE creative. Final thoughts? So, Eric, what's your takeaway? I'll let you go first. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know what, my, what an actual takeaway could be from this. Uh, I, I think this is just fully... It does feel fully emblematic of Attitude Era in the sense of um, women are being treated as objects, uh, people are being treated based on their, or, you know, being characterized by their nationalities. It's like all of those broad, broad, broad strokes that they seem to do a lot in the Attitude Era, um, and just not a lot of, uh, I don't know, not a lot of, like, second thoughts about like how they should be portraying these things um and then oh man just like trying to find like did, i don't know if they tried to find a way to shoehorn john wayne bobbitt in or if they thought like hey man let's let's see if we can get him he's a, i know it's a reach but <laughs> maybe maybe he'll pick up his phone like it just yeah it's it's um it wasn't it's weird because it wasn't as um it wasn't as hard to watch as the dx one and i'm not sure why i'm not sure if that makes me more racist yeah it makes you bad okay you're a bad person bobby i don't know if it makes you a bad person (laughs) thank you um but i do think this is just as bad probably um i don't know it's also because it's so it's it's sold in much such a more there's so much more ludicrous stuff with it that it's like easier i guess not to take it seriously because it's like so insane yeah um as opposed to the other one which was just like kind of like mean and and gross also um, the other one i mean like blackface in general is a trigger and like yeah. it's a it's a vis- it's a visual trigger in this one i mean uh, you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna run to any defense of this but at the very very least the people who are doing it are of that nationality so it's like it's a little bit like they're in on it. Well, the DX one was was mean. It was it was literally just a promo making fun of them. This is a story that's poorly written and offensive. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so I guess it feels less direct, maybe in the same way. But it is, yeah, bad. I I, I think there's a lot of reverence for the attitude era. We have a lot of reverence for the attitude era, and it's important I think to go back and look at these moments to be like, oh god. But there was also mm-hmm. all this garbage, 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 garbage. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of like the the baser instincts took over. It makes me not miss a uh, rated teen. Like, pro like mature program. Sure. But yeah. if Sasha Banks comes well, out, well, I don't know. Gun, I am in. <laughs> I guess my last thought is this is trash, but it was still a lot easier to watch than the uh, Lana Bobby Lashley wedding. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We're making a lot of the same mistakes today, trying to get back to this. Um, well, guys, I'm glad we also have our penises. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, I haven't checked. Yeah, we, <laughs> you guys. I don't know if you saw the cutting board gonna, out there. Bobby's gonna have his mandatory yearly penis check after this one here. 
It's weird that we put that into the podcast, but <laughs> well, it's important everybody to get your penis checked at least once a year. Make sure. Bye, it's Bobby. <laughs> I volunteer. Right, uh, just you can also just take a picture and send it to him. <laughs> it's DM. No, don't do that. No, I don't know. So you want to hear more? Of course you do. Join us again next week as we go into SummerSlam 1998. And then the following week, you can hear another deep dive as we go into the Brawl for All tournament.